up in my headphones, Charles. Turning it up. Hello, 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 everybody, one and all. Welcome to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I am ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, but not just any fantasy today, because today we are entering the Thunderdome for the Battle Royale for the ages. Four wizards go in, one wizard comes out in a series that we call Who Would Win? That's exactly what we're here to discuss, Charles. We sent a Twitter poll out into the universe to see who the internet thinks would be most likely to win this battle. We have 200 votes that have been tallied, and that's that's not counting some, some write-ins. We definitely got some write-ins as well. Yeah. But 200 votes in the main poll. Would you like to let everyone know who the entries were absolutely so the question was phrased was who do you think is the most powerful wizard and we're also going to ask who we think would win which to me is an important distinction that the first thing i said on the tweet was who would win this fantasy wizard battle royale so and then the four entrants we have in today's battle royale the one the only you know him you love him gandalf from the Lord of the Rings world. Um, obviously, super strong contender here. Very popular in amongst fantasy fans and very popular in, in the world of Lord of the Rings. So, very strong contender there. Um, in the other corner, we have Dumbledore from Harry Potter. We're all familiar with the Harry Potter series, or I imagine a vast majority of us are. Dumbledore being a very respected wizard. And we have Baez, the Magi, from the first Law trilogy. We've the been talking first of the Magi. Put some respect on his name, <laughs> The Charles. first of the Magi. You know, we are huge First Law fans. Had to throw Baez in the mix, and I think he's going to create some very interesting discussions ahead. And then last but most certainly not least is Moraine Sedai from the Blue Aja of the Aes Sedai in the Wheel of Time. Well said there, Charles. I, I'm i super excited to get into this. It was a, a pretty controversial topic, I would say, yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> Lots of were, strong opinions. <laughs> right. People were all over the place in what they thought on this poll and the poll was exciting too people were changing places you know it was like the the fight for second place was really close yeah well gandalf definitely took the crown here by a pretty large margin had 43 percent of the total vote and the rest just had to fight over that remaining 57 percent of course whether or not we think that Gandalf would be the winner of the Battle Royale. Charles and I will get to in more depth during our discussion of who we think would win. 
That's right. And in the fight for second place here, we had two very strong contenders with 26% of the vote. In the silver spot, we have Moraine from The Wheel of Time, which, yeah, Mar- you know, it's this, it's, you know, Wheel of Time, very popular series, also very active Twitter base right now. And Moraine was dragging in the polls for a while. And I saw a lot of posts on this thread attempting to summon hashtag Twitter of time in an effort to campaign for Moraine. And you know what? By the end, it paid off because she was in third place for so long. And it wasn't until the final hours of the poll that she uh, blazed ahead. So great campaigning, I believe, on behalf of Twitter of time. Right. It was pretty impressive to see. We've come to expect that from this really passionate fan base over yeah. on Twitter for The Wheel of Time. And there there were a bunch of instances of folks basically quote tweeting to their own followers and to Twitter of Time saying, we got to get in and support Moraine. Yes. And I was all for that because we'll get into this more in our discussion. But I thought Moraine when she was sitting at more like 10%, which is much less than her eventual 26%, I felt she deserved way more than she was getting. Yeah, it's interesting. Almost all of the quote tweets, if not all of them, were campaigning for Moraine. So um, (laughs) it paid off in the end. And just barely, because with 20.5% of the votes in bronze is Baez, first of the Magi from the first law, which when Baez out of the gate had a strong second place, I was very, very pleased. I would have been shocked if he (laughs) won, like to beat Gandalf from Lord of the Rings is a tough one. But the fact that he had commanded second place was kind of surprising to me, honestly. And I was I was happy to see it. And you know what? At third place with 20 percent of the votes, that's not a bad showing either. Um Baez should be proud. Right. The demand on voting for Baez, I think, was a, a deeper one than some of the other folks in here. Like, everyone knows about Gandalf. Everyone knows about Dumbledore. Of course, Moraine has the backing of <laughs> this super passionate fan base on Twitter of Twitter of Time. But there's no, like, centralized First Law fan base, at least that I <laughs> can access on Twitter for the first law series and it kind of just asked people to get in there and and support uh the first of the magi of their own volition and and he started off yeah he was around like 40 some odd percent but then when moraine started getting the support and gandalf the defenses held strong uh, uh you know there's, yeah. there's the defenses have to hold quote yeah. they definitely did as Baez and moraine nipped at his heels and that leaves us with, yes, fourth place, poor Dumbledore with 10.5% of the votes. And I don't think either Dylan or I was surprised that Dumbledore <laughs> was in last just because, like, you know, Harry Potter wizards, they can do cool stuff. But when you're going up against people like Moraine, Baez, Gandalf, people with combat experience and all these other things, it's like... Dumbledore, you know, come on. That and also there's just no one on on Twitter campaigning for Dumbledore right now. Not a whole lot of love for Harry Potter on Twitter right now. So not surprising to see it in a solid fourth place position here. Yeah. 
No, I think we initially thought of Gandalf, Baez, and Moraine, and then I was like, hey, Charles, can I add Dumbledore? And we just started laughing <laughs> yeah. when we were preparing for this. It's so like, Twitter lets you put in four, so why not? You know, yeah. I think in terms of popularity, it's a character that everybody knows who Dumbledore right. is. So that's kind of like it got, you know, Dumbledore got invited, got a seat at the table for that alone, um, more so than maybe his combat prowess, which I think we're ready to get into because... Uh, Oh, did you want Charles, to say something? I, well, I just want to say that this was a poll that almost tore families apart. Yes. I, before we get into the, the crux of the discussion ourselves, mm-hmm. something that I thought was It's hilarious. a passionate discussion, right? So, you know, there you, you can't be having this kind of debate without maybe testing a few relationships. No, you definitely can't. And one relationship that I could tell was being tested was between uh, Edward Gwynn and Will Gwynn, who uh, they're booktubers. Their dad is uh, John Gwynn, of, uh, the author of the Faithful and the Fallen series, as well as the upcoming The Shadow of the Gods uh, novel that you and I will be reading when it comes out in, in May. And I want to first off, give those two a shout out because I'm really enjoying their, their new booktube channel. They're really nice guys from our interactions on Twitter. And I want to say they were going in hard where Edward was all in on Baez and (laughs) Will was all in on Gandalf and it, it got pretty heated out there. So I, I hope that those two are doing okay. They did release <laughs> another video since the poll. So hopefully that means that they're still on good terms. Yeah, hopefully they didn't like record that in advance, you know, because it'd be kind of <laughs> awkward. But, and I to me, the Baez Gandalf debate is the interesting one. We, we, we're going to get we'll into get that down. because the way I see it, the way this poll came out, Gandalf, Moraine, Baez, Dumbledore, in that order. To me, it kind of felt like a popularity contest a little bit. Not going to lie. (laughs) Like, no surprise, Gandalf took the first place spot here. I mean, everyone knows Lord of the Rings. Gandalf has done some pretty impressive things out in the world. But I think the important thing to discuss here is not necessarily, like, I want to put then dylan already knows this i want to draw the line between like there's two different questions here who do you think is the most powerful and who do you think would win and when the segment's called who would win i think that's when we got to take a closer look and maybe reassess this these twitter poll results just saying yeah (laughs) no we are not beholden to declaring the winner of the twitter poll our personal FTF endorsed winner of this who would win. Right. <laughs> I mean, we put respect on the name Gandalf for sure. Big and time. he, without Gandalf, the rest of these folks probably aren't even around, right? So I mean, true. they're all standing on the shoulders of the giant that is Gandalf. Yes. And props to Gandalf for all of this. And at the same time, we do have to give our honest opinion of diving in who would win in this battle royale for the ages. Very well said, Dylan. And I certainly put respect on the name Gandalf. But when it comes to like that spirit of a champion and that desire to win and the drive to do, to be willing to do whatever it takes 
for victory and that idea of self-preservation, you gotta give it to Baez. I'm going to side with wow. Edward on this one. Baez, Baez, Baez. Wow. Well, okay, you're all in already. I do want to. Ha- I want to float some discussion points before I make my ultimate. Uh, call here because there's a few I was going back and forth between. I think we should give everyone their due. I think that it... So let's start with Gandalf himself. Mm -hmm. What is he bringing to the table? All this kind of stuff. Because this is a... uh, Complaint might be strong, but something I've lamented before on the podcast, Charles, is that we don't get to see Gandalf actually do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And Yes, we know he defeated Balrog. I got to every time I say something like that on Twitter, then <laughs> someone comes in and reminds me of the Balrog for sure. And I get it. I know defeating a Balrog is impressive. Um, and maybe that's a hopefully that's not a spoiler. Everyone knows about the Balrog, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm not but, too concerned about Lord of the Rings spoilers. Okay. The other ones we will keep the, spoiler free, I think. Yes. But we can kind of be a little generous with Gandalf. Yeah. But we can still reduce the spoilers as much as possible. Thank you, Charles. Yes. <laughs> and then, so he defeats a Balrog. But we don't get to see him, like, going around and throwing fireballs and lightning balls and all this kind of stuff, which yeah, presumably he can do. He's like a demigod and all this kind of stuff. I'm not the greatest Lord of the Rings lore person. I've read the books now and I've watched the movies, but I don't know the legendarium level stuff or the Silmarillion. But I'm just like, what has this guy actually done it's more this like we're told how powerful he is but i want to be shown a little bit more so i'm not a huge i don't know that's something i like about moraine a lot is we get to see we're shown what moraine can do she's the one launching fire and and lightning and things like that right it's tough to evaluate the tools that gandalf brings to the table i agree with you on that it's like okay what spells does he have in his arsenal what can he whip out and do but what does he need to like charge up or be motivated enough emotionally to be able to do you know those are the questions that i have about gandalf like yes he defeated the balrog but you know at what cost (laughs) yeah it it was like he he had to be at that highest level of danger in order to summon the magic to be able to do what he needed to do and Will he be able to draw on that same power just in a battle royale situation? Like, I think the word is still out canon wise. I do want to put respect on the fact that he's probably the most experienced um, in like sword fighting. I think if you took, if you somehow entered this sword void, hmm. I think if you entered a void where all of a sudden no one could draw on their magic, I think Gandalf would destroy all of them. But that's not the situation here. And we know Gandalf fought in all these battles and, um, has slain a lot of goblins and orcs and things like that and he has a legendary sword and all these other things and so i want to put respect on that and i know he's got like a powerful ring and he's always been able to defeat really strong enemies but yeah for me and it it goes the same to you dylan we don't quite know what he brings to the table i'm kind of just going based on his results in the Lord of the Rings. Like, okay, I know he defeated the Balrogs. That gets him some points. And I know he's an angel or whatever. And I know he's all these other things. So that gets him a lot of points. But I don't know if he can block a fireball. I don't know if he can, like, shoot lightning at somebody. Like, I'm not 100% sure on that. And that's why some of these other magi magician types that can do those things get the edge for me 
that's a great point, Charles. The other thing that we have to consider with Gandalf, and this is something that I think contrasts him with someone like Baez, is Gandalf is so beneficent, so pro-social in the way that he exists in the world. And Gandalf is someone who would have to be a part of this this battle royale and watch what's happening to the other folks involved. And I do wonder if Gandalf would be able to watch as Dumbledore just gets destroyed by the other competition. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Would Gandalf just stand back and let that happen to Dumbledore? Or would he be potentially willing to do this almost balrog style like let me let me throw myself in the way and potentially sacrifice myself (laughs) well you know i'm not that deep i'm not that deep into wheel of time but i do see moraine as a lot more pragmatic than gandalf and i see Baez as someone who as we've said would be willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done and I think they would be willing to go after Dumbledore, but Gandalf would probably try to protect him, and and that that makes it tough for him. (laughs) I think that's well said. Who's most prepared to be in the mindset of a battle royale type situation? I think Gandalf is maybe the least prepared for that. You know, his whole campaign is good versus evil, and when you're just fighting for survival, there's no good versus evil in that situation. So will he be able to draw on it, or will he again you know, develop that martyr a system of being like, you know, I I will use my powers to like try and stop all this madness of this fighting, you know, and there'll be <laughs> other characters who will use that to their advantage and like stab right. them in the back or something, you know, like that's the kind of mentality you need to be in to survive a battle royale. And I think Gandalf is the least his personality type is the least suited for a battle royale situation of all of these contestants well said Charles so even if he is the most powerful wizard which I know like that was kind of how the poll was framed in a lot of ways uh, then we still don't know that that means he would win the battle royale and a lot of these things where Gandalf cares so much about the people around him they might get in his way when push comes to shove I agree 100% and let's talk a little bit about our number two spot here. Right. M- Moraine, I-, I think, you know, definitely won the heart of the people on-, on Twitter. And there was the biggest campaign for Moraine. And I can see why, like what you've said, Dylan, she's certainly shown the most in terms of like what she brings to the table. We've seen her shoot fireballs and lightning and, and all these other things. We know that she's actually out there doing stuff. But for me, it's like, at least as far as, you know, not to do any spoilers, but, you know, in the first book, which we've read and dropped the buddy read on, it's like, what can more, like, let's, like, put that up against her actual accomplishments. And that's nothing compared to Gandalf. And that's why I think she also is not going to take the number one spot here. Like, yeah, she can shoot fireballs and lightning, but what is she doing? done that makes me think she has enough power to actually win it it is tough to compare across yes like between moraine and gandalf that's a very tough one to say where they are kind of opposites in that way you're pointing out charles where it's like moraine we've seen the process a lot but at least to the point that i'm in 
in the Wheel of Time, which isn't very far. Uh, uh, Charles, you've read through the whole series, right. but uh, I'm just still on the Great Hunt. We haven't seen her achieve the levels of results yes. that Gandalf has with things like Balrog. So it's like journey versus destination conversation here, Charles. Like <laughs> yeah. we've, we've been alongside Moraine, it feels like, for the journey. And I appreciate seeing everything that she can do, but it's to this point, maybe we'll get more as we keep going through the series. To this point, the results have not been there, and we're trying to keep this episode spoiler-free. I don't even have that information to draw from yeah. the vast majority of the series, so all we can do is kind of speak a little bit more to the, this, there this early There is something parade. to be said about having the love of the people, though. I like to picture this as like a battle royale where people are kind of spectating. Like and when you have the crowd. crowd on your side, when you have that advantage, that can be a motivating factor and you know i think that works in her favor um she's definitely one of the more passionately defended characters in our experience with this twitter poll and that can't be discounted for sure if this is a sporting event this who would win battle royale then putting it on twitter was basically making it a moraine home game i would say (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) right it's like okay well and you know, Vegas, when it's a there's a home team, always accounts for a few extra points or run or whatever in the direction of the home team. And I think Moraine did get that boost, but wasn't enough for her to overtake Gandalf here in this kind of who's the most powerful. So I think we'll we'll have to go with the wisdom of the internet and say Gandalf's probably more powerful than Moraine, and then it's hard to think that Moraine would be able to pull it off, I guess, to, to actually win That's this battle royale. That's where I'm sitting. I, I think Gandalf has the edge over Moraine for sure. I think I'm with the Twitter poll on that. Um, but I do want to talk about Baez because of for course. me, for me, yes, Gandalf edges out Moraine, but I think Baez is just the most prepared for this situation. I think he's going to win it all. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you, Charles. I think when I was first thinking about this, Baez and Moraine were the two that stuck out to me. And I don't want to be, you know, I always put the respect on the name Tolkien and the name Gandalf, but it it just doesn't stick out to me because I always go to this, like, what was he actually doing? What can he do? Yeah. Bit. But Baez, we have seen what he can do. We know he's another magi with this ability to shoot fire and things like that uh, um, some other things that maybe we won't get into because uh, i don't think those happen until later in the blade itself but we know he's got serious powers yes very he, specific powers right. too more along the camp of moraine than along the camp of gandalf yes and then there's this added element with bias that we've already been chatting about that we chat about in great detail in our (laughs) making a magi episode so if you want to hear us espouse the greatness that is bias as a character and uh, you've read first flesh out (laughs) yeah and you've read the first law series and are okay with spoilers then head on over there but yeah i think that it's hard to bet against someone who yeah. <laughs> is willing to do whatever it takes to win. And, and that's why, I don't know, Baez is kind of sticking out to me now, too. 
Yes, it's to me, it's part mentality where, you know, Baez is very much a pragmatic guy and he's very much more way more so than Gandalf like Gandalf is like this paragon of virtue and Baez is willing to do what it takes to get results you know and I think that's a very important distinction I think Gandalf is so on the side of being virtuistic that that actually works to his disadvantage when competing yep. with someone like Baez and that is to me why he has to go all the way and and he's the first of the Magi. Moraine is like one of the never-ending cast of Aes Sedai. <laughs> so you got to draw that line too. And although, like you said, comparing across worlds, we can only speculate how that power translates. But I really think that Baez's prominence gives him that edge. And I'm willing to believe that he has more magical ability than Moraine all things considered. Yeah, I mean, I think it's at least similar magical yes. ability, and then... I would concede the that they could maybe be seen as equal in terms right. of magical ability. Like, Still, it doesn't Here, matter, though, because there's the the mind of a champion. Which right, so... <laughs> and I don't think we'll flesh out Dumbledore's capabilities or lack thereof in detail we don't want to do Dumbledore dirty but I think us and Twitter all kind of agree that he's a little outmatched in this in this battle royale so I, I got kind of this image in my head of how this whole thing is going to play out okay Charles, do you mind if I let's do it so I think Baez kind of starts by laying back playing it a little bit like oh just uh, just me, Baez, grandfatherly figure. Let me just chill in the background. And I think Moraine would be willing, if push came to shove, to go after Dumbledore. And yeah. I think she would have the the wherewithal to know that's kind of the person to go after first if I have to take someone out. And I'll save Gandalf. And I don't know what's going on with this other guy, Baez, but I'll save them for later. Let me take Dumbledore out. Then what happens is Gandalf picks up on the fact that, like, Dumbledore's... Poor Dumbledore. He's going to go down. <laughs> so Gandalf kind of steps in the way. And he maybe is able to save Dumbledore or something in some way. But now we've got Moraine and Gandalf just going at each other. And this is a battle for the oh, ages, Charles. Interesting. Right? And Dumbledore's kind of, like, watching, like, oh, no. This is, <laughs> this is, He's I, trying to think up some into? spells. He's like, oh, I could do Expelliarmus, maybe, but yeah. no one has wands, so that won't really work. <laughs> I can he make things it levitate. tries one of their staffs, yeah. and it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I think those two are wearing themselves out, just Gandalf and Moraine and I don't know where those two end up, who wins that, but either way, the winner who's left over, let's say it's Gandalf just for the, because he won the Twitter poll when it was framed a little more, who's the most powerful. But I think just as easily could be Moraine. Um, that's me personally. Okay. And then Gandalf, let's say, is left over. So now we've got like Dumbledore crying in the background. Gandalf is left, and, and sorry, Moraine. Uh, I don't think she would I don't think she could yeah I don't know either way Gandalf <laughs> is Gandalf is left standing but weakened 
and we've got Dumbledore and Baez left uh, at this point. And what do you think? I don't know, Charles. What, what do you think happens with a weakened Gandalf and uh, Baez and Dumbledore? Well, I have my own theories on how this plays out. Okay. It starts well, a little differently mine, than then. yours. I'll finish mine. <laughs> okay. I'll finish mine. So then uh, weakened Gandalf, Dumbledore and Baez. I think Baez now has the advantage because of everything Gandalf did to protect Dumbledore. And Baez takes out Gandalf one way or another and then it's just poor Dumbledore versus Baez and I think Baez closes the deal from hmm. there so so you're giving I, that's it to how Baez. I think I that's how I do think that Baez would be able to take it plays it chill at first kind of like presents himself uh more this grandfatherly figure lets the two most powerful ones wear themselves out and then closes the deal when it's just him and other folks are weakened or, or already weaker than him. Hmm. I would say that our results are the same, hmm. but the the way we get there is slightly different. Let's hear how you get there, Charles. So everyone's entering the Thunderdome, right? The crowd's cheering. You can catch a lot of Moraines right. coming yeah. through the crowds. Moraine, Moraine, <laughs> exactly. Moraine. You know, so. I I, th- I think Baez is a little nervous going into this, <laughs> and I think he's already plotting out like, okay, these characters have some edges over me. How am I going to pull this out? You know, he's already thinking that way, and that's already getting him a little bit of an edge here because I feel like Moraine is like feeling pretty good at this moment and just like just trying to yeah. figure out who she's going to take down. I think Baez recognizes Gandalf as a threat right away. Like, right away. And here's what I think is going to go down, right? (laughs) I think Baez is going to try and, you know, stay more towards Dumbledore. Hopefully try and get the other two, Moraine and Gandalf, to start duking it out. You know, we're thinking along the same... (laughs) Okay. We're thinking along the same path there. So so Baez targets Dumbledore rather than using Gandalf's... He is avoiding the fight between um, Gandalf and Moraine. He's hoping that they'll fight each other. Um, And that's that's going okay. But here's what I think Baez ultimately does, right? I think he, like, shows he's, like, maybe even fainting that he's having some difficulty against Dumbledore, (laughs) Dumbledore. right? Like, oh, Expelliarmus is so powerful. I'm so tired. I'm just an old man who's been Expelliarmus one too many times. (laughs) So, like, like, Gandalf and Moraine are just riding them off, like, we'll get we'll get there right meanwhile gotcha. we're throwing fireballs and huge beams of light at each other and the crowd's loving it but here's what i think happens i think Piaz, <laughs> like when dumbledore thinks he's delivering like the death blow of avada Kedavra or whatever <laughs> like you know like, uh, <laughs> and Piaz is like groveling on the ground i think he just like jumps up the wand is, just explodes. So Dumbledore is now just an old dude with no powers. Oh, no. And then Baez uses Dumbledore as, like, a human shield. <laughs> no, dude. Brutal. <laughs> yes. And he goes, like, straight for Moraine. And then I had the same thing of, like, Gandalf would, like, sacrifice himself or something. Like, you know, jump in the blast because it was too dirty. Right, he, oh. like he's fighting Moraine, and Baez is like sneaking in the back. He's got like Dumbledore in like a chokehold, like sneaking behind Moraine, and Dumbledore would be like, "Look out!" You know, like because it's dishonest, and that's when Baez 
delivers the death blow and then Gandalf tries to throw his beams of light or whatever and they just keep hitting Dumbledore and Dumbledore is just like shielding no, all the spells. Dumbledore. And Baez is like, I'm the first of the Magi. And then he just, because, you know, Gandalf doesn't want to like kill Dumbledore by accident, you know, he's trying to get through to Baez, but it's like, come on, Baez, put him down. It, like, this is between you and me. And Baez is like, no way. And then he wins it all. That's just how I see it going down. Mm. Wow, you know, that was it's a the mind of a tale. champion, yeah. right? You, yeah, you that like... was a pretty epic tale you told there, <laughs> Charles. I, and I think it's all ended with this final, yes, right? Yes. From, <laughs> from, <laughs> from the great, Baez, first of the Magi after he wins. That's and then the crowd celebrate. is booing. They Bru- oh, are yeah. so upset. But you know what? <laughs> it's all about the results. And it's the mind of the champion. And you you can't hate the players. You got to hate the game. <laughs> I think you can hate the player. In this, cl- in this case, after you described Baez using Dumbledore as a human shield, I think it is perfectly <laughs> valid for the fans to hate the player. Uh, the game maybe too, but the player deserves a lot of hate after those dirty moves. So I yeah, I, I guess we landed on the same place when it came to who would win. I do think it's it's very valid. You'd have to convince me pretty hard for me to think Dumbledore is really in the mix here, but any other person I do think it's totally valid to make the case that they'd be able to pull it out. So respect out to, to any folks who have their own ideas for how this would play out and feel free to tweet at us or something uh, at the FDF podcast one on Twitter. I mean, and by the way, like this Twitter poll was so much fun to to do. And that's uh, for me, like so much of the FDF podcast experience has been engaging on Twitter and having these fun interactions and any folks who aren't, uh, who are listening, but aren't doing that side of things. I really do highly recommend uh, like tweeting at us and getting involved because we have lots of fun people that come on and engage with us. And lots of these interesting conversations were already playing out in the comments of this Twitter thread uh, with folks who have all different and totally like well thought out opinions. So I, I had such a fun time. Thank you to everyone who like who contributed yeah. to this, even just, like who voted, who liked, who retweeted, who did anything. Cause that's what it's all about is having these fun discussions. Right. Like when we decided to kind of restructure who would win by having this discussion on Twitter first and then evaluating kind of yeah. coming through the data, interpreting the data, you know, of, of, the, <laughs> of the Twitter poll instead of how we usually do things with the generator. It was a lot of fun. And a huge part of that comes through talking to everybody, all the 200 of you that voted. That was so much fun. And, um, you know, it was fun to watch the Twitter of Time campaign uh, squeak Moraine ahead. And then we got to speculate ourselves and give Baez his, his due here. Because I really do picture, like, gladiator-style Baez standing there victorious. Like, are you not entertained? And everyone booing him. <laughs> That's just how I yeah. see it. <laughs> that, that image definitely makes sense <laughs> as the way this would all play out in the end. Yeah. Yep. We did it, man. Gandalf by popular vote. Baez is the vote that 
FTF is cast into the mix. Always open for debate. I think if you run the simulation a hundred times, you'd get a lot of different outcomes. But you know, just not a lot of Dumbledores. Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> There's like that one Bizarro universe where he <laughs> lands Avada Kedavra on Gandalf, and everyone's like shocked. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's like yeah, one hundred. I mean, I guess this all adds up to one hundred percent, and. Dumbledore got ten and a half percent of the votes. I do not think he wins ten and a half percent of the competitions. Maybe one out of a hundred. Yeah. He's able to I would agree. pull it off. <laughs> Poor Dumbledore. Oh yeah. we, we, we feel for you, Dumbledore. This is just not your kind of contest, you know. No. If this was like a make things a teach levitate. Oh, a teach off, like a mentor. I think right. of all of these he's the most ideal mentor, I would think. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it'd be even close. I mean, Gandalf would do a great job, too. Moraine, so, Moraine has to do a better job of getting the her people she's trying to, well, at least that I perceive her as trying to help uh, early on in reading the series. She has to do a better job of getting them to actually buy in that she's helping them. Yeah, like, she doesn't really accept the mentor role. She's like, we're going on an adventure and you're coming with me. And then everyone right. is like, I don't trust you. Like, <laughs> it's like not exactly. a great way to build a mentorship. No. You know? And she, she withholds she information of... and mm-hmm. she's putting them in danger for no reason to them anyway, like because they don't understand what's going on. Gandalf does something similar. Um, I think he's second place for in terms of mentor, but he's right. just not as kind or gentle or patient or um, willing to share information as maybe Dumbledore is. I think Dumbledore just has all the love that Gandalf is kind of missing um, in his mentor role. I think role. Gandalf has a lot of love. He does, to give, but, but, you know, it's kind of different to me. Yeah, I think, well, Dumbledore... <laughs> Dumbledore is used to being in a role where he teaches his job, right? Or like, like, or running the school and all that kind of stuff, but like mentoring folks is his job. While Gandalf is like, I'm trying to save the world and stuff, and I'll do some mentoring on the way, but like, that's always secondary to the world saving. (laughs) Agreed. And so, you know, Dumbledore, don't get too discouraged. You're good at other things, but just not the Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, Well, I think we've said it all, Dylan. Are we ready to play that sweet, sweet outro music? (laughs) Let's play that sweet, sweet outro music. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. This has been your hosts, Charles and Dylan. If you like what you heard today and you want to support the show, be part of the conversation on Twitter. That's where it's popping. That's where this Twitter poll took place. If you're a fan of the show, highly recommend going over there. And that is at the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end. We're also popping on Instagram and we're on Facebook as well. And that's at the FTF Podcast. So go check those out as well. You can always send us an email at the FTF Podcast at gmail.com. And Dylan, if someone wanted to support the show in an extra special way and they just happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, what can oh. they go ahead and do? Toss five stars to our podcast. Yes. You can scroll down on that Apple podcast page until you're seeing stars. Once you are, the 
optimal number of those to click to help us out would be five of them. If you do have a little bit of extra time and you want to leave a review, that's even more helpful. However, just listening to us talk about a battle royale with fantasy wizards and getting to this point is more than enough. We're so grateful that you gave us a listen. Yes, thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.